Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drew. I'm Phil Fechner. Boo! Oh, Rick, Boo! yes, hasn't that? That's brought it upon us, hasn't it, this well, week, the booing? There's, there's a bit to talk about here, I think, wow, Phil. Wow, hey? hey? Now, did you see any of this? I didn't see the game at all. I saw the interview on um, Fox Footy. Right. They, they obviously replayed it a couple times, and I thought, from that, I thought the booing was at uh, Pendlebury. But you've told me since, and um, I think you've got a little quote from the paper here, so we'll just well, go through that yeah, quickly, Rick. Well, the, the reality is that from the very start, uh, I'll say it openly, I thought Buckley was completely out of tune in going up and criticising and saying something like, uh, you know, yeah, it's an insult to boo a champion. champion. Yeah. Um, now, having said that, I... I didn't interpret it that way, and and obviously a lot of other people didn't either, in that the crowd did boo, no doubt about mm, that. Yep. But in my opinion, it was it was a symbol, not against Scott Pendlebury, but that Collingwood won the game during due to some unbelievably a lack of decision making from the umpires. It wasn't so much that they made. Bad decision. Well, they made bad decisions yep. by, my, by, by not, not making, making a decision. Yep. Yep. And in yep. fact, um, the uh, uh, the retired AFL umpire Derek Humphrey Smith actually sums it up very well. He said some really bad non-decisions in the Essendon Collingwood clash uh, occurred, um, but um, and he was saying that that in relation to a suggestion that's been made that we have full-time umpires. And uh, in fact, uh, Peter Jess, the uh, player's agent said that umpiring was the only department in AFL that wasn't fully professional. And he suggested that by umpires becoming fully professional, that would improve them. You're an umpire, so tell me about it. Put them on another 100,000 a year and become professional. Well, won't make any difference at all. Well, I mean, I, I mean, you, you can. The big problem is they've never ever played the game. Yes, they're good athletes. They can run from, you know, A to B in X amount of, but they have got no knowledge of the game. And this is just coming from what I can see. They they haven't got a feel for the game, and they want to be the um, what we say in the limelight. Come and watch me. Yes. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Well, the other thing that amazes me is that I cannot see. I mean, I think we need to sort of start, preface this conversation or this part of it by saying that forgetting whether we, we do obviously love Aussie rules football. Mm. And I, I would be very doubtful that anyone could come up with another form of sport anywhere in the world that is open to decision-making interpretation as much as Australian rules football is. So so umpiring is a difficult area. I think you made a comment, something about, and it's made worse because of every day they change the rules. Well, every year. They're just changing rules every year. How do you, how do you keep up with that? How would you keep up with that? You know, it's honestly, it's hard enough umpiring footy, as I know, but changing the rules every five minutes, we didn't go on a lot of the AFL rules here in the Brosselite. Yeah, yeah. We, we just stuck with the, the SANFL rules. So we didn't have changing rules every year. Mm. Yeah, the odd one came in that uh, might have just changed a little bit. But 
I mean, they're bringing in, and now they're holding the ball. That's gone. Yes, yes. There's no holding the ball at all anymore. Yeah. And the thing that the thing that I find is that it doesn't matter whether you pay them, as you say, a hundred thousand dollars or whatever, and call them full time. Yeah, it's it's a brain thing that making decisions. You know, and in fact, Humphrey Smith says it's good for the brain, and a lot of umpiring is the brain. Well, oh, that, that, no. what, that explains your performance. Well, I never. Here I was, 20-odd <laughs> years down the track, and I didn't know why I wasn't any good. <laughs> he's, he's hit the nail on the head, hasn't well, he? Well, now I know. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, <laughs> that's quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I thought half your problem was never venturing outside the square, but I had good eyesight. Uh, I, I've told you that. <laughs> now it's buggered. <laughs> but but the in, the interesting thing is that that is not whether you pay them ten nope. million dollars. Uh, you know, they what are they going to do? Practice making decisions during I mean, the cricket season or something? I mean, what would you do? Oh. I mean, what would you honestly do? Well, again, Being a professional umpire. Yeah. And again, as this Humphrey Smith said, it won't necessarily create better decision makers. It's better having other aspects of your life to turn your mind to and shut off from footy. So, I agree. Yeah. I because, totally agree. Yeah. And, and so it's a totally different thing to, to doing yep. training, you know, like yep. as a player, whether you're running laps or doing whatever. And so I, I, I just think that, um, that, that the reality is that if they're going, if they're so concerned about the standard of umpiring, and it hasn't been good this year, I don't think in, in oh. the games I've seen. But the only the only way is to get back and try and change change the rules for one more time, mm. but keep them. Try and make the rules simpler and define. You know, if you drop the ball, it's actually holding the ball now. You know, <laughs> they finally they finally fix that rule up. You know, incorrect disposal or or um, holding the ball, that you're gone. Yeah. Now that's all gone out the window. So now they're paying nothing. Yes. Nothing yeah. at all. Yeah. So you, you know, I was actually talking. I was lucky enough to spend the evening with Ryan Kiddo over the weekend, uh, Rick. Yep. And just going back to um, trying to keep your mind on, you know, but he's a professional soccer player, yeah. as we know. Um, but he's studying teaching. Um, in his part, you know, yes. yeah, in his in his private life yeah. type thing, yeah. just to you know take his mind off. off, and and I think that's good for it. So you're bringing these umpires in full time. What are they going to do? Exactly. What yeah. are they yeah. going to do? Exactly. Honestly, C couldn't agree more. I might come out yeah. of retirement. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm well, good at doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. you've done it very well the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I know. Poor me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, now while we 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 sort of got slightly uh, sidetracked, um, but. Uh, and going to the umpiring from the booing, uh, but in actual fact, there, the, the scenario of booing, as far as I can see, is that in the perfect world, the perfect world, which, let's face it, doesn't exist, mm. yep. no one would boo anybody. But because we don't live in a perfect world, you can go back to, oh, to pantomime, to the silent movie eras mm. when they used to try and get people involved. Make you involved, yeah. By, you know, the bad guy comes on the screen, you Make booing. sure you boo. That's you right. Boo. Or the hero <laughs> comes on and you cheer. Yeah. And yeah. pantomime, yeah. the same sort of yeah. thing. Now, I, do, I think there's a various forms, you know, as silly as it sounds, of booing. Now, if, if we take what most people describe as the worst form, and that was uh, directed at Adam Goods. Um, that, in my opinion, was as a result of some of his earlier 
commentary mm -hmm. and behaviour. Because yep. my argument would be, it wasn't as though every spectator who went to an AFL game booed all Indigenous players. They didn't. No. There's only one Indigenous player that mm. they booed. And it wasn't because of the colour of his skin as such, I believe. It was because of his commentary. Now, that we won't go into the politics of that, but that's different, uh, again, and, it, and I just serve that as an example of the various forms of booing and not a generalisation. And I think it's been a very long bow to stretch that they were booing Scott Pendlebury. I think I've... Uh, written in my column for this week that anyone who saw that game and had two eyes in their head knew that Scott Pendlebury was the best player on the ground by mm. the length of the country mile. Yep. And so it it would have been ridiculous to boo him on the grounds of him winning that medal. It was booed. It was just so happened it was an opportunity because At that Essendon... Time they were walking off and he was yep. up getting and, his medal. And the reality is, and I'm, I'm certainly solved, not... Yeah, I'm, I'm not great. a Bombers or a... Uh, no. a Collingwood supporter, but the, and as this uh, ex-umpire said, the problem wasn't even so much the bad decisions, except they Not made paying. no decisions. Yeah. Yep. And there is no doubt, all no bias involved, Essendon were on the wrong side of the ledger. And if a couple of those, only a couple of them, they would have won the game. Mm. And that's where they got upset, I reckon. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, so, problem solved. Problem solved. Okay. Well, um, the Rob, no, oh. Robbie Gray. Yep. Four mm. weeks. Yep. Very serious problem, that, because... He struggled a bit this year, I've got he, to admit. He, he has not been in the best of form. However, uh, not a, Port have got a really tough few weeks coming mm. up. Uh, not only this Collingwood wow. this week. I believe you're venturing over the border to I see him. Collingwood and um, Port, Port, Friday night. Oh. And Geelong, Essendon on the Sunday. Gee, what the rich people can afford yeah. to do, eh? Just injured. <laughs> injured. Yeah, on full pay and injured. <laughs> yeah, just heading over to see a couple yeah. games. And I'm I, not I, driving, I, which is good. I guess you're, they'll carry you in on a stretch. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Going in by camel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and uh, we've got uh, Robbie Gray. We'll get back. Yeah, so the, Robbie the, Gray. The thing is that although he hasn't been in great form, you know, there's not only the Collingwood game, there's a couple of weeks and that's the showdown. Robbie yep. Gray won both medals in the two showdowns last year. He's a big loss because he's, he's, the, he's the proverbial, you've got to give your best man to him. Yeah, so even he'll if take he, the best that's right, defender. Even if he isn't playing that well, yep. he still attracts the best. So yep. he's a huge loss. Now we had Connor Rosie win the uh, Rising Star a couple of weeks back. Five we goals, absolutely magic player, isn't he? He's going to be a superstar. And we've got Dersma this week. Well, fantastic. Another yeah. cracker player. Well, I tell you what, I, I can't remember two rising stars in the, in the first handful of weeks from the same team. Mm. And first-year players with no, you know, like coming in with five games under their belt. No, we've got Butters to go, yeah. Oh, yeah well, and he's going to get it. He will. He'll, He'll get, get it. As well. He's um, playing well. Lovely story about uh, Xavier because... Um, Evidently, uh, the story goes that, uh, that basically the whole contingent of his family and his girlfriend came over to play, so he just turned it on for them, I suppose. Oh, really? Yeah, they okay. came to, came to watch and, yeah, and yeah. watch him play. Yeah. Um, Paddy Ryder, goal, uh, put down for goal of the year. He's been nominated. Now, you, now Phil, you're a Crack man. Crack a goal. Big you, guy. You are a man of incredible knowledge. There wouldn't Don't be. Need to lie. You ready for this? <laughs> no, no. I honestly can't remember the last time a Ruckman mm. 
ever Snap. was nominated for a goal of the year. No. But I tell you what, it was a magic oh, shot. And he's so mobile, like oh. in that forward pocket, and he just sort of had a quick look, snap, yeah. and yeah. in she went. Cracker goal. Absolutely but, um, brilliant. And he is a good player. Well, he's he's been very important because I thought those couple of games when he was wearing his protective headgear, he looked a bit hesitant, mm. whereas now yeah. that's and off. Would be. Yeah, and of you course would be. Yeah, the uh, depressed fracture yes. of the and, bone, and, so. and now he's back to his yeah. best, and, and it's working, him and... Oh, um, absolutely. The two big Lysen, men has yeah. uh, been a Working very, plus. very well. In fact, you wonder... Well, you know, I think I nominated on this show a few weeks ago that there's a big chance that uh, the big fella uh, might not play at all this year. Uh, Which big fella? Oh, Charlie. Yes. Dixon? But you wonder where he's... Really struggling. They talked about him again last night. I was watching the Fox footy there. And he is a long way away from coming back. Well, I think I nominated there's a chance he won't play. Yeah. And at the moment, you wonder where he'd fit in because we're more tall blokes and we know what to do. Yeah, another one up there. I mean, we've got Paddy resting up there and Dersma resting... uh, uh, Not Dersma, sorry. Um... Can't think of his name. Lysette. Yeah. Lysette yeah. resting up there. I mean, you don't want a third. No. Okay, we'll quickly get run through the local footy while we've got time. BLNG. I yep. think, Phil, you got all the more right. And, last and week. yourself. Well, Rick. I was being modest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an underbeat Barossa. <laughs> Angerston beat Newry quite comfortably. Freeling smacked Capunda and South absolutely as we. Central's a long year. Boy, oh boy, they are a long way from... It's going to be a very long season. And guess Central. what? It gets no better for Central this week. They uh, play Tanunda at Gawler oh, Central, oh, which will be a cricket score. It will, well, I think I saw blokes Carpenters extending the scoreboard oh, there this really? morning. really? <laughs> On the visitors' <laughs> yeah, side. <that's> right. <laughs> uh, we've got South versus Capunda, another one-sided game, I would say. Well, Capunda aren't travelling too well, and South... I mean, the only thing I will say, uh, and they smash Barossa, but yep. Barossa, uh, not Barossa, uh, uh, Gawler Central, yep. but Gawler Central are very average. And the, the worry, if you're a South supporter, was they actually won that game by 50 points, playing about a, a quarter and a half. Uh, they got away to a very slow start, then yep. just changed tune. And for the last half of the first quarter and the second quarter, it was an onslaught. After half time, they were nearly as bad as Gawler Central. Oh, there now, there go. is an argument that you only play at the standard of your opposition. And in fact, Gawler Central actually outscored them in the last quarter. Oh, whether they'd just taken their foot off the pedal, but that's not the way to bring your team up if you're going to have. No, it's exactly yeah. right. As Port found out too. Well, we won't go there, yeah. will we? Um, Did you, you know, I, I, I reckon it's just as well that the Port Adelaide Football Club are in the funeral directing well, business. How's that? Because I don't think they could bury anyone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Barossa and Yuri. I, now, that Match could be... Match of the round. Yeah, without doubt. And that could be a good I, game. It's at Barossa, but I'm going to go for Newry. Well, so am I. Great minds think alike. Yeah. The last game is Angerson and Williston. I think it's a one-horse race. Well, well I've Angerson got a feeling. Plenty. I've got a feeling Ango might have increased the width of the scoreboard <laughs> for the home for team. For the home team, yeah, <laughs> that's at Angerston. So that's all the games covered in the local footy. Yeah. Uh, have we got a joke? We have got a joke. See, what has you... it been part? Because um, our producer is back from over interstate, interstate but, travel. But at the time of checking this, she wasn't available. But oh, okay. I think, I think we'll she'll, play it, but we'll have give it a we'll run. Go, I think we'll give it a run, won't we? <laughs> you really are an extraordinary man, stated the interviewer on Wide World of Sports. A boxing champion at 66 years of age. Heck, I'm not as good as my dad, 
He's 88, and he's just signed to play in the back pocket for Richmond. He's in Perth now at his father's wedding, and he's 114, replied the guest. Absolutely amazing. You mean, you're a boxing champion at 66, your father's a footballer at 88, and your grandfather wants to get married at 114. Hey, granddad doesn't want to get married. He has to get married. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> On that note, I think we had to call it a day. I think we'd better. Wow. Now, you have a lovely trip to uh, Melbourne, and, and very next much. week we'll be able to discuss the experience because Absolutely. you've never been to Etihad uh, Stadium. No, and it's Marvel Stadium oh, now, sorry, yeah, yes. Etihad, ex-Etihad, yeah. and then the MCG, yeah. so it should be good. Good. All right, until next week, this is Rick. This is Phil.